And we are live on a Tuesday night, our last show in February. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Time is flying. Long, crazy. Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports. Good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Are you? I'm doing good. We got a couple comments right out of the gate from our great friends. Kenny Kirkpatrick, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Welcome to the best high school sports talk show on earth. Oh, thank you, Mr. Kirkpatrick from Maryland. From Maryland <laughs> and Coach Breslin. Good evening, everyone. Looking forward to another great show. Thank you so much, Coach Breslin of DMK Apparel. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to tonight. Of course. Yeah, you know, we got a little. Go guests, give us what yeah. we got going on. Tonight, we will be joined by Union City High School football coach, Will Valdez, and we will also be joined by a junior high school um, baseball player from St. Peter's Prep, uh, R.J. Fiore. So okay. two great guests this evening to talk Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, make some picks tonight. We're yeah, going to get back, back to, to that picks little pat pick segment. I didn't get that to Kenny. He's going to be mad. But um, <laughs> uh, we'll have to get that. I'll have to get that info to Kenny. But we'll um, Recap some of our teams that we've highlighted this winter and how they're doing in their their seasons we'll kind of just follow up with uh with them a little bit and see how they're doing okay and uh we have coach valdez ready to go would let's you like bring me to him, in? him in let's bring him in give me a second while we get him in here with us okay oh, and there oh i gotta say right off the bat Coach's room might rival ours with some of the sports paraphernalia there. <laughs> He's connecting to his audio. Okay. He's got a great, great setup. Hi, Coach. How you doing? How are you? Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Can you hear us okay? Absolutely. Yes, I can. We, uh, I'm not sure if you heard us uh, when we came on. I'll introduce you to our, our audience in a moment, but we love your background in your sports room. We said you might have us beat. You've got some nice, uh, some nice uh, setup there. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. I got a little something set up for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach, for joining. So we have joining us tonight Coach uh, Valdez of Union City Football. He's been the head football coach at Union City since 2010. Uh, he was a state sectional finalist back-to-back -back seasons in 2017 and 2018. And in his 11 seasons at Union City, he has amassed over 100 victories. So thanks so much for joining us tonight, Coach. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Coach. We're getting our first comment. Uh, coach um, Coach Bobby Blackjack is saying hello, Coach. So he's saying hello. What's up, Bobby? How are you? And uh, Rob Neely likes our sign. Oh, nice. Very nice. Thanks for that comment. Yeah, thanks for yeah. the comment. So, Coach, I'll start with you. Like Jen said, you've been um, at Union City since 2010. Never had a losing season. Um, can you explain a little bit about the Union City football program um, that you've built? Uh, the schools, the two, two, uh, very, very good high school football programs combined back, um, about 13 years ago, Emerson and Union Hill. And, uh, you know, the folks at Union City really, really wanted to hit the ground running with that program. Unfortunately, the first two years of the program weren't, uh, you know, the success that they imagined. So this job opened up. Uh, in 2011, uh, 2010, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, I was able to get the job and we just, we started a culture of competition. We started a culture of, of you know, playing playing football with a chip on your shoulder and having something to prove. And uh, it's it stuck around ever since. And that's just the way our kids go about everyday business. Um, they have a chip on their shoulder. They work hard. They, they're very uh, respectful, competitive, kids and and you know we have the community behind us and that's just the the culture right now 
Uh, Coach, we're getting a comment from our good friend Rob Neely saying, Coach, I work with Coach Flo. What's up? What's up, Coach? How's everything going? There you go. All right, so Coach, on Instagram, I saw that you recently announced your captains for the 2021 season. I was wondering if you can tell us about them and why they earned this distinction for you. Well, right now we're we're uh, being very selective as far as that. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I think our last two seasons have been pretty mediocre to our standards. I mean, we played a, a great schedule, but like I said, we've been pretty mediocre. And we, we would like to think that it's because of some lack of, of, of senior leadership. Um, the two guys that we've picked so far are, are two ball players that exemplify everything we're looking for in our players and our captains. I mean, these guys are hardworking, uh, very vocal, and they, they, you know, grab the bull by the horns and they, you know, take over the room. They have a presence in the room. Uh, Daham is a senior defensive end. He's a returning starter. He's not a, he's not a guy of many words, but you can tell that he's the hardest worker in the room. Um, the guys, you know, flock to that and, and he's always helping out his teammates and, uh, Jalen Phillips is, is a guy who who's electrifying on the field and he's starting to mature as a, as a vocal leader as well. And, and he has that positive energy that, that all the guys flock to. Um, so we're hoping those two guys, and we're still going to pick three more. We're just taking our time and kind of seeing how the off season workouts are going and, and, you know, and what kind of steps towards leadership these seniors take. Nice. So kind of in that piggybacking off of that a little bit, can you maybe highlight some other players who will be returning next year that you think might have a pivotal role on next year's squad? Yeah, we were, we were a very young football team in, in uh, 2020 and, you know, and, and it showed at times, especially uh, not being able to, you know, have a, an off season, a weight room, a, a summer camp, et cetera. And a, a lot of the guys that played in 2020 really needed that. Um, our starting Mike linebacker, Giancarlo Suero, is a kid who uh, exemplifies a lot of those things we're looking for. Um, he's he's works his butt off, and he pushes other guys to to meet him there. He's a competitor. He, he hates to lose. Um, we have another linebacker, Dennis Garcia, who's who's our only three-year starter going into the 2021 season as a linebacker. Um, Nelson Monegro, who's uh, a Rutgers commit, six foot seven, two hundred ninety pound uh, left tackle, is a kid who you know again he's not of many words, but uh, you'll notice him just by how hard he's working. And uh, you know we have we have a, a, a bunch of guys who are battle tested now and and they know what it takes to compete at a high level. Uh, coach, we're getting a comment from one of our good friends, Coach Breslin, assistant coach at Ramapo High School. He's saying, I love their field. Ask about that, Kurt. We played there once. It's really cool. Um, that's something that, you know, I know, I think we scouted a game there one time uh, when I was coaching. And um, it's, a, you know, a lot of people say that it's one of the, maybe the best stadium to go watch a game in New Jersey. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we're spoiled by that. It's definitely a unique setting. Um, you know, you can see the the New York skyline from uh, from the home team end zone. Uh, on the other side, you see uh, MetLife Stadium. Um, you know, before the pandemic, we would have easily 2,500 to 3,000 people up there, and it was standing room only. And, and again, the atmosphere is so unique. We've created so many rivalries with local schools and you know, had so many big playoff games in that in that stadium. 
and it's become you know a, a place on Friday nights where where you know it's going to be jumping. You know that our boys are going to come ready to play. You know the roof is going to be rocking, and you know, and we want to continue that tradition. Or I'm going to go off script. Oh, usually, you, I always start it, Coach. I'm the one that always goes off but script. But Coach Breslin and uh, Coach Valdez made me think of this. I actually put this in our rapid fire, but I'm, I'm going to do it, it now. We I didn't do it tonight for a rapid fire. I know you played a game in MetLife, and you're talking about that you know, state sectional uh, championship in MetLife, and now you're talking about that, that home atmosphere that you just described. So – this is kind of like a loaded question. Which do you prefer that uh, that experience, that MetLife experience? Though I know it's like a you know cavernous hole almost with you know not that many people in the stands, or like that home game in your that you know scenario you just described. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I mean, I would say it all depends on on what what game, what level of game you're talking about. Obviously, it's a tradition in the state of New Jersey that are. Our finals will happen at either Rutgers or MetLife. So um, it's something that high school kids look forward to. Um, you know, getting to the finals uh, equates going to MetLife or playing at Rutgers. Um, but our kids love playing at home. We love to play at home. Um, you know, and, and that's that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> but you always got to take home field advantage. You know, we have great fans. Our kids fill up the stands every, every Friday night. So... I would have to say um, playing on the roof, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Bobby's <laughs> saying, loved your senior running back. Watch out for him in college. Zaheer uh, Salam. Yes, yes. Great player, great student. Um, young man graduate. He's going to graduate with a 3.8, 3.9 GPA. Awesome. Um, awesome. He's a workhorse. I mean, one of the most respectful kids I've ever coached. Um, great job by the family as far as raising a respectful hardworking young man uh he was initially more of a boxer he was an amateur boxer and and was actually ranked among the top 10 and 9 year old boxers in the country wow. at one point and uh at one point he just decided to to you know give football his all and and his skill has has definitely flourished and he's uh going to western michigan on a full scholarship Awesome. Very nice. We got another question from our guy, Kenny Kirkpatrick in Maryland, saying he's not too familiar with Union City, obviously living in Maryland. Who is the one team, um, I don't want to use the word rival, but his question is, who is the one team that coach wants to be every year more than anyone else? Is there one team? Uh, when I first got to Union City, there was there was a, a really, really, uh, you know, the bad guys on the block were North Bergen. Um, and we always had them circled. Uh, our first year there, they beat us 7-6. Um, I went for two. You know, it was my rookie year. I had to be gutsy. We, we, we think we got in. They, You know, they said no. Um, the next year, we beat them in the regular season, and then they beat us in the state semifinals to go to the finals. They haven't beat us since. There you go. Uh, so, you know, and, and the, the margin of victory over the last six years is five or six touchdowns a game. So, that that's a rivalry that we put in our in our rear view, but we have other teams now that that we go at it with uh, Montclair, uh, you know, uh, West Orange, and, and and a lot of the top group five programs in the state is who we compete with nowadays. Uh, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit because um, I mean I think we could do a a, a two hour show of just this. I'm so <laughs> interested to hear anything about this but um you attended and you played at the university of miami um, which is awesome and uh, i was wondering is there anything that you brought um from your days in miami whether it's um 
either like a little tradition on the field, a mentality. Is there anything you brought from Miami to Union City with yourself? Absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up a Hurricanes fan, which was ironic. I played at Hoboken High School right down the street from uh, from Union City. And I always emulated Ray Lewis and I wore my uniform the way he did. And, you know, we, we knew from watching television that Miami Hurricanes would trash talk and take <laughs> their helmets off, et cetera. So a, me and a couple of the guys on the team, we used to try to emulate that. So uh, when we did arrive to Union City about, about 11 years ago, um, there was a lack of confidence due to, you know, having two straight losing seasons. And we had to change that right away, even if it cost us a little bit. So we kind of we, we kind of let the boys loose. And, you know, we 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 allowed as much as you can without without crossing the line of, of you know, unsportsmanlike. But um, the kids started to play harder and they started to grow some confidence. And, you know, we we just did so many things the way we practiced live practices. Um, you know, doing things like talking trash to one another was wasn't frowned upon. It's okay. You can you can let somebody know you're better than them. And you know what? If they don't like it, they got to get up the next play and, and not let it happen. So um, things like that. Uh, obviously, the 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 UC logo has a little bit of the U in it. That was something that that I thought of as soon as as soon as you know we we took the job. We needed something to kind of spark up. Uh, and get and get somewhat of a tradition going. They had a like an eagle or a wing going on in the helmet, which is kind of like a, a, a copycat of what we had going on in Hoboken in the '90s. And I just thought it was time to to build our own tradition, to, to you know, to to build our own brand. And and it kind of stuck. You know, every, every sports team wears this logo from the Pop Warner to every sport, tennis, volleyball. And uh, a lot of the times when when you talk about UC, some kids just say for short the U. You know, I, yep. I play for you. They'll throw up to you, and it's, it's that's pretty awesome. Cool. That is, that's great. Because I was great. gonna, I actually had on the notes like, you know, Miami is a quote, you know, quote unquote, the swag school and stuff. And I was yeah. wondering if you brought that. You know, what I'm saying you, you, you know, you bring that now to the high school level. You know, I think no, that's yeah, we, awesome. We definitely, we definitely tried our best, and you know, um, uh, there's nothing like a, a, a young man with confidence. You know, I've, I've always said that if you watch a kid play when he lacks confidence and then you watch the difference when he, when he got some confidence going and, and you know, the, the overused word nowadays swag. And I, I used to like the word, but then it, it, it started to become a little fake with some kids. And it was like, you know, we're not going to say that word anymore, but we're going to play with a lot of confidence. We're going to, we're going to prepare with a lot of confidence so that we can play with that type of confidence. So um, I think our kids uh, are starting to embody that and, 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 it's carried on to the Pop Warner and other levels. And, and you know, we, we, we love the, the culture right now. Awesome. Nice. So, obviously, you know, uh, Kurt was asking about what you took away from, you know, the top-notch Division One program that you played at. Could you tell us maybe about some other coaches that have influenced you as a coach from your younger playing days even? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention my mentor first, uh, Ed Stinson, who's uh, maybe one of the top three or five winningest coaches in the state of New Jersey. I played for him in high school, um, and then I got—I was lucky enough to coach with him for two years when I uh, got home from Miami, and I picked up so many things from him. I mean, he's opposite of me when it comes to, you know, the whole uh, trying to build that bravado and that—that—that that, that, you know, swag culture or whatever. That's not his thing. But the organizational skills I learned from Coach Stinson, the motivation. Uh, motivational skills, you know, just the word, the way that he speaks to a team, uh, the the 
He just knows exactly what to say, when to say it, who to say it to. And that's an art. That's a fine art that you can't copy. You know, I don't try to copy it, but I, I, I did pay close attention to the way he communicated with us, uh, his coaches, his players. And he just always knew, uh, you know, exactly what button to press to get his teams going. You know, and, and I think I've been able to do a lot of that um, at up until last year, you know, the Delaware wing T tradition um, was something that we, we did at Union City High School. We've had a bunch of success with it, with Division One offensive linemen, Division One running backs in that uh, offense. Um, just a year ago, I, I just finally got away from it and uh, we went over to, to the spread offense. But, you know, Coach Stinson, uh, obviously at Miami, I played for Butch Davis, who comes who falls off the Jimmy Johnson tree. And, you know, those guys are very, very into discipline. Um, but at the same time, they're also believers in, in developing a culture of confidence. And, uh, you know, like Jimmy would say, uh, we would hear stories. He, he would say, I turn them loose, just only as loose as I want them to be. So he kind of knew where to draw back. So he was in full control of all that chaos that you saw and, you know, we we try to emulate a little bit of that, a little bit of Coach Stinson, a little bit of Butch Davis, and what he learned from uh, from Jimmy Johnson. I mean, you. But at the end of the day, you got to have your own philosophy. You got to you got to be your own person. You know, I think I'm a player's coach for the most part. You know, being somewhat still young, I think I'm young anyway. <laughs> we think we're young too, so that's that's all good. <laughs> No, yeah, but you know the, the the kids see me as as a guy who I'll get down there and do push-ups with them and do sit-ups with them, and you know which is not the style of a, of a Ed Stinson or or a Butch Davis or those guys. You know, I'll I'll demonstrate a, a a pass rush move. I'll demonstrate a pass drop. I'll demonstrate a route. You know, I I you know I think I still could do some of it, and I like to be hands-on that way, and I like to I like for the kids to see that I'm one of them. You know, I'm not much different than they are. Nice. Okay. Um, my last one is because you you asked. I was going to ask about the um, the coaching style with the offense, but you said how you went with the Delaware to the spread. So uh, yeah. my second one is: Can you talk a little bit about your assistants? Your uh, you know whether it's the assistant coaches, administration in the school, uh, for Union City of who else is behind uh, the program a little bit. Um, you know what. One of one of the main people who, who always backs the program up is, is is the mayor of Union City. I mean, he's uh, Mayor Brian P. Stack. He's nonstop. He's a big football fan. Um, you know, he he calls to make sure we always have what we need. And and you know, he knows when a kid signed with a big B one school. He knows when we won a big game. Uh, he knows you know about state championship appearances, et cetera. So he he's a big fan, and it's good to know that you have someone like him in your corner. As far as a uh, you know, the people behind the scenes that make everything happen, our principal, Ryan Lewis, is is a, a big sports guy. He he was a wrestler, a football player, and he also uh, – he went to Ohio State, which is the only bad thing about him. But, you know, he – I'm going to get into that. And Here's a spoiler, Coach. I'm going to ask you a question about Ohio State in a couple yeah. rapid-fire questions. But I, you know where I, I'm going with that one. I actually I actually have a daughter that's there doing her master's in um, – it, so so she's been there for about six months now. So she's a Buckeye. So I have to deal with I have to deal with that. Yeah, but besides besides you know those people, I think I got a great coaching staff. I have a, a good combination of of some seasoned, experienced guys and some young guys who are you know making a name for themselves as as you know as as coaches and, and 
trainers in the state of New Jersey. Sylvester Wright has a group of uh, Division One defensive backs in the state of New Jersey that he trains two, three times a week. These kids are getting all kinds of big-time college looks, you know, through through his efforts. Um, Lamar McKnight is one of the top quarterback trainers in the state of New Jersey. Um, he's he's also the new offensive coordinator. He's a, a bright young guy who 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 really loves what he does. And, you know, then we have some some guys who've been around. Chris Johnson was a head coach in his in you know in his prime. Uh, Butch Crispino been around about 30, 35 years. He's probably gonna kill me for saying that, but yeah, he, he's been coaching a really long time. Uh, Ralph Santiago is a kid uh, who coaches our running backs. Young man, he uh, he won a couple state championships as a ball player at, at Hoboken. Um, Isaac Flores and Nick Espana happen to be former players of mine from when I first got to Union City. They went on to great college careers, graduated, and became professionals, and now they're on staff. And then uh, Eclip Leonor, who's like a, a pretty much a, a legend in Union City as far as I think he has a rushing record at Union Hill. And he went on to play at Rutgers uh, for a little while. So we have a we have a good staff, guys who love football and guys who love our kids. Nice, very nice, Coach. So in preparing for the show, I've been uh, trolling your Instagram a little bit, right? And I'm looking at the pictures and the videos, and all I can say is I look up and I say to Kurt, you know, like, your kids work. Like, they are working. It was so impressive. And I'm going to say, Coach, motivating. Like, I wanted to stop preparing for the show and go work out. So can you tell us a little bit about, like, the off-season work and the commitment that it takes to be a Union City football player? I mean, uh, up until, you know, this unfortunate uh, situation that, that our country is in, and, well, actually the whole world is in, um, we, we, it took, uh, it took a whole lot to be able to uh, be a, a soaring eagle. I mean, we, we work 11 months out of the year. Um, we we're very systematic about what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we, we usually end our season sometime in December and we give the kids about three weeks off. That's it. And uh, the first week of January, we're in with our strength and conditioning. We get, uh, you know, baseline numbers on on where where the student athletes are as far as strength and in and, and the main lifts of bench clean squat. Uh, we start working as we go on on some agilities and speed. Uh, we also use the, the Parisi Speed School uh, to help us with, you know, our running and balance and all that great stuff. Um, so it's it's all year round. And when we get to uh, April, May, we start doing our 6 a.m. conditioning where we get the kids up on the roof at, at six o'clock in the morning, which is it's a thing of beauty. You know, a lot of people complain about our generation and say, you know, call them all kind of they're lazy. They're this, they're that. That's not true. Um, you know, if you allow it, that's what they'll be. You know, and if, and if you preach anything else, that's what they're going to be. Our kids don't know anything else but 6 a.m. And, you know, a, a lot of them actually complained to me this year, like, Coach, like, when are we doing 6 a.m.? You know, and based on, you know, all the guidelines and everything going on, we couldn't. But we're looking to get back into that. I think that's where we build our, our grit. That's where we get our, our our chip on our shoulder. That's where we get some of that work ethic, you know, and you get up at, at 5 in the morning and, and you're on the roof and the sun hasn't even come up yet, and you look across and you know that a couple of your rivals are probably still in bed. That's that that makes you feel pretty good about about seeing them a couple months later. Uh, a couple questions. Um, our friend Rob Neely's asking um, when you, you're saying you guys are doing an 11 month uh, for your football program. 
he's saying, how does it affect other uh, players who play other sports? Well, yeah, I mean, during the basketball season, which would probably be when we first start, um, we we generally don't have many guys who, who double up and play basketball. But if they do, um, they'll get a lift in after school or after their basketball practice. Sometimes they'll meet one of the coaches at school before school and get a workout in. Obviously, with basketball season, they'll probably go a little bit lighter. Um, during baseball season, same thing. We, we make arrangements with those coaches just to make sure that those guys are still in the mix. You know, they don't have to exactly do our workout. We may modify it a bit. But um, the three major sports, we do a good job of, of communicating with, with one another. Um, obviously, if they have a big game that day, I'll, I'll leave their guys alone. But if, you know, they have a practice and we may have a, a strength test or, you know, we have a kid who's a big part of one of the lifting groups, he'll still come in and, and you know, get a couple sets in with this group and then go on to baseball, basketball practice. So, you know, we, we, we've never had an issue with that. Uh, coach, we're getting a comment from uh, Chip Baez saying, Coach is committed 150% to his players and developing respectful young men, not just for football, but for real life. So it's a great comment that from is. Chip. what it's all about. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you, Mr. Baez. <laughs> all right, we ready for a little yes, rapid sir. fire? We're ready. All right, Coach, we're going to throw some quick – we always say they're supposed to be like the quick questions and the fun ones, but you know what? I, I've discovered that's up to interpretation, so we're just going to call it rapid fire. <laughs> all right, here we go. Question one, Coach, your biggest coaching victory. Ooh, good one. Uh, biggest coaching victory. I would say since I've been at, at – uh, Am I supposed to answer these fast? No, no, you don't have, no. <laughs> no, that's okay. We got fun. That's why I said we started rapid fire, but you okay. know, we're really not. Right. <laughs> well, I would, I would. There, there's a couple in twenty in 2010. We went into the state playoffs as a number eight seed. It was my first season there. Uh, the year before that, the team was three and seven, and you know, everyone was saying it's going to take two or three years to kind of get going. And as a number eight seed, we went to number one West Orange and knocked them off to go to the semifinals. I would say that's one. Uh, a couple years later, uh, we beat Bloomfield to go to our first state championship. We beat them on the roof. That was supposed to be a really tough game. We beat them 35 uh to go to the state championship. Um, uh, we've had some some some. We beat uh, Union High School, who ended up winning the state championship a year after. And uh, that was their last loss as a, as a group. We beat them in the semifinals 46-6, which, you know, that was huge for us. We we thought it was going to be a dogfight. And that was to go to our, our second straight uh, state championship. So I would rank those among some of the biggest wins. And the first time that we ever beat North Bergen was a 14-13 win. Uh, the year that they actually won the state championship in a controversial year when they beat Montclair and they had the title stripped. But we beat them on the roof that year, 14-13, in a, in a, in a dogfight. Nice. I'm going to follow that one up with toughest loss. That was all her decision, Coach, not me. <laughs> yeah, don't she listen. wanted to ask don't you this one. listen. I always get stuck with the loss question. No, that one, that one is easy. That, my toughest loss, it was probably our, my first game at Union City. And it was John Fiore's first game at Montclair. And uh, we... Drove down the field with about 40 seconds left and scored at, on a screen. And we were up 22-21. Uh, uh, we squib kicked. They had the most dangerous kid in the state of New Jersey at the time, a kid named Khalif Urban. 
And, uh, you know, they had to go 60 yards in 30 seconds. I don't think they had a timeout. They dropped back to attempt the Hail Mary. We hit the quarterback. The ball just flops up in the air for about 10 yards. And guess whose hands it falls on? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was like when he caught the ball out of the air, at first when we saw it pop up in the air, we said, okay, this game is over. He catches it, and then it just felt like everybody stopped. And the fastest kid in the state takes the ball down the sideline, and that's the last play of the game. They beat us. And uh, after that, we've had some tough ones. You know, we lost in the the semifinals to North Bergen, uh, 10-7. to that same year that that they won that they won at MetLife, um, in double overtime they hit they hit a, a field goal and then we were driving to 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 win the game and we got sacked that was a tough one, um, yeah I would I would but I would definitely say the first one yeah that was tough <laughs> just sounds bad that yeah, sounds bad <laughs> all right so quick rapid fire we're gonna go Miami Hurricane style number one biggest. Who would you say, not even, this doesn't have to be when you played there. Just you said you're a big Miami Hurricane fan. Who would you say is the biggest rival? Florida State. Okay. (laughs) This is getting to the question you mentioned before. 2002-2003 season, but we'll say it's the 2003 Fiesta Bowl. Was that pass interference on that call? Absolutely not. I totally agree. <laughs> that, that 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 official knows that that was. You know what? The game was. They were like. I remember watching it. I was you know younger watching it. Like, hey, Miami born back to back. Wait, yeah. they threw a flag. Like, where'd that come from? Yeah, I, I had, remember I that. Had of, I had a bunch of friends on that team. A couple kids from Jersey that I actually hosted when they uh, committed to Miami. Jamal Green, uh, James Lewis. Uh, you know some of some of the. Younger guys from when I was there were already older and, 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 you know, going for their second championship, Jared Payton, uh, the late Walter Payton's son. Uh, and it was, it was, I thought it was over. I started celebrating. The flag came out about <laughs> 10 minutes later. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, that was, that was sad. And then my last one. Robbery in sports history. Yeah, I'm telling you. And my last one. Is there is there any is the two thousand one Miami Hurricane team the best college football team ever? Without a doubt. I mean, Without she she we were I was showing a tape. She's like Jeremy Shockey was on the roster. I was like Shockey. I mean, look how many <laughs> you got Hall of Famers on there. It's it's crazy. No, it's it's Hall of Famers, and then if you look into that bench and you see guys who didn't even play yet, I know. Like Sean, Sean Taylor was waiting still. Yep. It, just imagine that. You know, you're talking Ed Reed, Jonathan Vilma, Vince Wilfork. And I'm talking on the defensive side right. first because we were we on offense, and you're talking Andre Johnson, Clinton Portis. Reg, was uh, Reggie Wayne on that about, team? Reggie Wayne was a, a year before that. A year before that, okay. Um, but but that actual team, um, without a doubt, DJ Williams was a first-round linebacker. So you're yep. talking six or seven first-rounders on the defensive side because I've heard people try to compare uh, that team to the USC I think 05 team. And you probably can't name one guy on that defense. Yeah. No, it's true. If you're going to say, okay, Reggie Bush. Okay. And what else? Lendell White. Okay. Now what? Now what? Right. You know, Matt Liner couldn't throw a spiral 10, 20 yards. You know, so you, you're talking about a dominant team on both sides of the ball and special teams. And you're talking about first rounders all over the place, even on the bench. 
That's pretty insane. A couple of things. DJ Williams, that he mentioned, I know, because I'm a diehard Bronco fan, and he was our middle linebacker for a couple of years. <laughs> and uh, Rob Neely is a big diehard Nebraska fan. He's going to be quiet because that's a team that okay, had to deal with. He had to deal with the Miami that year. So he, he, know, he knows the deal. Now. Yeah, sure he know, he's he's going to be quiet for the next minute on that segment. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, Coach, if you could pick a motto for Union City football, what would it be? Uh, I mean, we, we, we try to keep our models fresh every year. We go into it with, with, you know, another, a different model every year. We've had so many over the years. Um, you know, the year after we lost the state championship, it was simply one word. We wanted to finish. Um, this year, with all the obstacles we've had to overcome as far as uh, keeping the program afloat and, and doing the things that we, that we usually do, we just simply say, find a way, you know, so every time uh, there's an excuse or there's a kid who, who for some odd reason can't do X, Y, Z, we just say that one phrase, find a way. And they find a way, you know, if you have to walk in the snow, if you have to leave an hour early, two hours early, find a way. And that's going to be our model 2021. We need to find a way to win every snap. Okay, my last rapid fire, this is a new one. See, even though our rapid fires were like one little questions with one answer, but we've expanded it. It's become like three questions in one. So I like it. Best places in Hoboken. We want to go. I want to get we want to go get pizza. Where are we going? Okay, first I would go to Benny's. Benny Tadino's on Washington Street. Okay. That I would say is my top place. Um, I hung out by 4th Street Park as a kid, played a bunch of basketball there. It might have been just because how hungry I was, but I love Seven Star on, um, I want to say that's Garden. And that slice was so big, so I might be biased to that one. And then last but not least, it's 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 uh, Torna's Pizzeria, which is right by the high school. It's not your tradition. They sell traditional slices, but... Um, myself and my teammates, well, we went there for with a big Sicilian oh, slice. There you go. Oh, there you go. We're in, we're guy. in. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they would they would wait when we got there at lunchtime and they would just throw these. Okay, how about, I'm sorry, Coach. Mozzarella and we would we would destroy two or three of those a day. <laughs> All right, how, what if we want a sandwich? Sandwich Fiori's. Fiori's I know, I know Sis is going to agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, you, get the, you get your roast beef and, and, and moots and all that stuff you guys are making me hungry i'm trying to I, well i'm gonna well, i'm gonna i don't know if you, this is gonna make you hungry but this is gonna make me jealous right now we want a little dessert i need i need a good bakery where am i going uh i'm not a big dessert guy to be honest with you i'll just eat another sandwich if i need dessert <laughs> <laughs> but from what i hear i obviously carlos bakery um but you know you don't want to wait on a line around the corner which again that probably doesn't happen anymore but uh, dessert. Uh, not too sure about that. Besides Carlos Bakery, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to get you a dessert. Okay, we'll have to go for another sandwich or another slice exactly. of pizza we too. That would, we'll that. take that. Yeah. We're not against that. That would be either. my. That would be my, my dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sandwich could be the dessert after the pizza. Uh, Absolutely, Coach. My last rapid fire for you. Two two part. What do you prefer as your game day attire, and do you have any game day superstitions? Uh, I I personally don't. I have I have some guys like like one of my my linebackers coach. He hands me a a, a pack of gum right before we go on the field every time he's been doing that since he got on staff about seven years ago i personally don't have any 
Um, I usually wear khakis. Um, I've kind of switched up from from the khaki color to Under Armour. Got some really comfortable uh, khaki style pants that come in navy and, and gray and all that. So I kind of match that up with a top, and I, I I like to switch it up. I like to stay fresh. So I got you know all different color tops and all that. I'm not the 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 shirt and tie guy on the sideline, none of that, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be sweating and I'm gonna get dirty during the game. I like to I like to get as as you know in the mix like the guys too. Nice, very nice, yeah. Coach. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. It was a pleasure to chat with you, learn about your program, and uh, we always say we'd love to catch up with you uh, come the fall and see how your team is doing and check in with you. Thanks for having me, guys. I definitely appreciate it. Awesome sports uh, talk show. I, I'm gonna definitely be a fan from now on i'll be watching and listening so you'll you'll hear from me again awesome Awesome. thank you coach so much coach thank you coach thank you have a good night you too okay coach valdez great guest again we were saying about the university of miami like bobby was saying i i said don't worry bobby that's (laughs) on the list and we can get into i mean that's that when we talk about like that college i mean again it's it's been well speculated that that 2001 team that he's talking about was was the best yeah well you know Um, again we whenever we have a coach on it's just always so nice to see not just about their program and what they do for their uh yeah for their players and how much uh you know again the passion that that he has for coaching and you know in addition to the knowledge for the sport Mm -hmm. i did see my aunt carol oh yeah she did say hello i just wanted to give a shout out to her to thanks for watching we really appreciate it i see a text message from her on my phone as well that i didn't get to check i just uh, (laughs) didn't want to i didn't want to interrupt coach no no no, i just just wanted to make sure aunt carol hello thank you for watching (laughs) thank you for watching this is like her debut yeah i know exactly exactly so it was exciting it's very exciting to see her pop up in the comments um, we actually have our next guest Let's ready bring to go him in. as well. Let's bring so him in. RJ is here, so let me get him um, in with us. Okay. Oh, she's saying woohoo, so she's watching. <laughs> oh, good. She's still watching. I love it. All right. Let me welcome. We have joining us um, RJ Fiore. He is a junior at St. Peter's Prep, and he is a member of their baseball program. Hi, RJ. Thanks for joining us. Oh, we. Oh, can you hear him? I, I cannot hear him. Yeah. We couldn't hear you, RJ. Is your uh, volume okay? There, no. I don't, yeah, still still no, right? Did you? I do not hear him. I see that he's unmuted, but I don't see. Uh... I will say this about him, though. He said to me yesterday, you know, I said, if you just, like, look at the perfect posture. He's, like, ready yeah, to go. Good. I said, well, if you ready to go, he'll be ready to go. It looks good. Looks good. <laughs> Um, Coach Breslin and Neely having a little side conversation saying that they want to talk about some K-Tech edition on the show. So uh, that would be a first on our high school show. <laughs> like school technology? Is he coming back in? I think so. Let me All right, see perfect. If I can... uh, oh, you know what? He hid his camera. So uh, okay. I think he's just trying to work on the uh, the audio. Yeah, so that would, be, that would be a new one. A little on the, on the uh, like a tech show. Hey, <laughs> exactly. hey listen, we can have a tech show. We, we don't do show Mondays. We can do a show Monday night. <laughs> well, for the audience, Coach Breslin, get are. on it, Coach Breslin, get well, on it. You are a tech guy. That's so it. it. Would be, uh... But while we're waiting for um, RJ, we can actually give a little a little recap of okay. some of our some of our teams we have ready to go. So we've been fortunate to you know feature a lot of programs. Um, so we just wanted to give a little recap of how some of them are doing so far in their winter season. Okay. So Saddlebrook girls basketball after opening one and two uh coach h has uh his teams won three consecutive games they're now four and two 
Coach H. Yep. Like uh, Mount St. Dominic's, even though they're on a brief hiatus right now because of COVID, they are uh, six and three in the Liberty Division of the SEC. Uh, Lodi, hoping to get their first win uh, tomorrow versus Garfield. Good friend, Coach Romeo. And uh, West Essex in that tough American division of the SEC is um, even at 5-5. Five and five. And Montville, some exciting news. We had uh, the Montville coach as well as uh, Bella Vita on, and she scored her 100th point in a win over Chatham. Congratulations. And uh, Garfield Bowling, currently 2-2, two and two, and they, their next match is on March 1st, and I believe that might be their last one. It's so a nice have... slow break for Coach Delahanty. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. he's I don't on, think you know... he's taking a break, though. Oh, no, not a break, <laughs> but I'm saying he could, you know, do a little scouting and be ready to go. Well, let's see. I just, whoop, I just had, oh, let's see if, uh, I think he might be trying again. Hey, RJ. Hello. There, there he is. Go. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'll just reintroduce you to our guests who, uh, after our little uh, technical difficulty. So we're joined by a junior baseball player from St. Peter's Prep, RJ Fiore. So welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, awesome. 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 So Thank you. We. Spoke with RJ last night, and he was fired up to come on the show, and we're fired up to have you. Awesome. So uh, you mentioned to me last night that you started your uh, athletic career at St. Peter's as a three-sport athlete. You then decided to concentrate on baseball. So I was wondering, two-part question, why baseball? And if you could explain to us in the audience, what does it take when when you're now just going to concentrate on that one sport? How is it going to be, like, is it a 12-month now baseball commitment? If you could just explain that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So coming into prep, I was a three-sport athlete, and I decided to play baseball because it's in my blood. It's something that I've always wanted to do in college. So I just continued that. My father played, his father played, and it was just in my blood. Being a three-sport athlete is a lot to handle. School going to a, a powerhouse school like St. Peter's Prep, playing football for an amazing program with great coaches and teammates, playing basketball for another amazing program, all competitive teams. So it was a tough decision to make, but at the end of the day, I'm extremely happy with the decision I made and just blessed that I, I was able to. Uh, we're getting your first comment. Uh, Bill Wright is saying RJ, so he's giving you a shout out. And Amen. our good friend Rob Neely is—he's uh, seen that you have the Wadaka hat on, and uh, he's saying RJ with the Wads hat. Shout out Jimmy Wadaka. So he's that's right. A shout out. Um, so RJ, spring sports are scheduled to start April 1st. So my question for you, especially after, you know, your hiatus last year, you know, how excited are you not just to play, but to represent St. Peter's prep baseball and what is your outlook for the season? I'm super excited to play. Uh, this be my first real varsity year. So hopefully coming on to a great team with great coaches, uh, we're looking forward to have a really strong year. You know, our goal right now is to win counties and then take it from there. We're all super excited. We're getting prepped. So it should be an awesome year for all of us and just happy to get back out there with each other. Nice. Very nice. Nice couple comments. Our guy Carson's uh, checking oh, in with nice. us from Ticket Time. Um, we are getting a comment from a Maria uh, Pichinik, uh, I believe, saying go RJ. Uh, Jason Fiore saying well done, nephew. Um <laughs> Look at this. We're getting questions. We've been hitting us before we even hitting the thing. Yeah. Robert, <laughs> Robert uh, Vanella saying, any idea where you would like to go to college? 
I think wherever I could play, anyone who gives me the opportunity to play, I'd love to play for them and I'll, I'll give you 100%. So anyone who wants to give me the opportunity to play, I'm all for it. Sounds good. Ar- and, uh, oh, so, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, RJ, you're racking up the comments. I know. Here. I have tons of comments here. This is awesome. Uh, Rob Neely <laughs> wants to know, do you have a Wadak, any Jimmy Wadaka story? Um, I don't really know. I think one of my coolest experiences with Coach Jim was uh, in Diamond Nation. It was a night game for a tournament, and – uh, the umpiring was just brutal. And uh, this guy was throwing parents and kids out left and right. And he said, if you guys get thrown out, don't ever come back. So it kind of really set the tone for us <laughs> to not mess around with our coach or the umpire. So there you go. <laughs> Good story there. Uh, we're also getting a comment from a KJ30 on YouTube saying, well spoken with a thumbs up. A uh, Chris Layton saying, let's go prep. Hoboken is behind you, RJ. Oh, so, so. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have to say also, RJ, not only the comments, the Twitter comments. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Twitter. Yeah, so we're on all hey, the hey, platforms. We, I worked yeah. overtime with RJ last night. <laughs> <laughs> gave, him, gave him all the information, what's going on. Uh, I think I'm the one that sent those links, uh, but come okay. Come on. <laughs> all right, am I out of the room now? You're, you're all right, yeah. so you, all, we all, you mentioned before you're on Wadaka uh, travel team, club team. It's a very, it's a very competitive club team. But the thing with that is some of your teammates on that team um, or some of your opponents maybe in the regular season in high school, how do you, you know, how do you go from teammates to opponents or vice versa, opponents to teammates? And how's that, you know, how, how, is, uh, how does that work? Yeah, so the guys that I play with over the summer, you know, they go to powerhouse schools as well. They go to the Boscos, the Bergens, the Joes. So it's fun to play against them because, you know, it's like a brother rivalry. It's, it's awesome. It's so competitive. We're going at each other. And then playing with them in the summer is even better because we're all together. You know, we're like family. So when you split kind of family apart, it's, it's good to see them during the high school season. But, you know, we got to show out for our high schools. And then when you put us back together for summer ball, you know, we're ready to put on our WADS uniforms and go to work for each other. You know, we're all in for each other. So it's great. No, that's awesome. Uh, we're getting a comment from Jerry Petiri. Besides a great athlete, even a better all-around mature young man behind his years. Uh, comment from Marie Verino saying, proud mom here. Thanks for having him on. No, oh, thanks nice. for yeah, bringing him absolutely. on. It's, it's our, our pleasure. pleasure. Absolutely. So, um, RJ, you know, you're saying how excited you are to play this season. Obviously, you're a very committed baseball player. So tell us a little bit about your personal goals for this season, um, but even like before you graduate from St. Peter's Prep and beyond. I think some personal goals is just to really set a good example for uh, younger students and especially younger student athletes. I have a younger brother, so I know that he looks up to me and I certainly look up to him. So I just want to set a good example for him, try and follow him and hopefully he can follow me on a good path. I just want to lay it out for everyone. I think that, you know, graduating from St. Peter's Prep is truly an honorable thing. Um, Getting a diploma or degree from that school would say a lot. And I think it put me on a right path to college and so on. So it's just all around exciting stuff. Nice. Very nice. Uh, another comment, Patty JC. Awesome. RJ, proud of you, brother. And uh, we're getting another Twitter comment from Sam Slade saying, do any of your team, do, do any of his teammates or fellow prep students push or motivate him? Uh, most definitely. I've made some amazing friendships. I wouldn't even call them friendships. That's family. 
um, Sam included. He's one of my brothers. Uh, I have I talk to my my brothers basically all day. You know, KJ, Fitz, Nas, Sam. I got kids outside of school. You know, shout out to all of them. You guys push me to be better than you guys, and I'm just trying to be like you guys. You guys really motivate me, and I look up to y'all. So much love, brothers. Awesome. Uh, uh, Ali Verino saying, "Go RJ." So proud of you. Matt Pro, Matt Potter, let's go, RJ, big time. Question from our, our friend Rob Neely. He says he has a question for you. RJ, do you prefer Franco Field or the turf? The turf, by far. Franco Field is is brutal to play on. <laughs> okay. You're up. Oh, I'm up. All right. <laughs> so we've mentioned a lot about St. Peter's. So what made you decide on St. Peter's? I've been wanting to go to St. Peter's Prep since I was in the fifth grade. Um, ever since I took a tour of that school, I just fell in love. It was home for me. It was playing against the varsity, uh, the freshman coach in basketball season when I was in grammar school. And he was the one who told me about prep when I was in the fifth grade. So I take a look and I fell in love with it. I did the hat program. It was an amazing experience summer. I'll never forget. And then I got close with, uh, coach Hanson. And he showed me around the football facility and I just fell in love with it. And everyone that I knew was going there. So it was like a family gathering for us. And it was just exciting stuff. Nice. Uh, com- I'm sorry, Jen, comment. Uh, Jacob Wright saying stud. <laughs> Nazir Wimberly saying my brother. Bill Wright is asking a question. What's your favorite position to play? Shortstop okay. by far. All right. So, um, Obviously, we're talking about what, how committed you are to baseball and how you play on a very competitive club team. I'm sure you're traveling everywhere beyond Diamond Nation. I'm sure you're, you're all over in those competitive tournaments. So who are some of the people in your family that helped make this possible for you? Definitely my parents. They sacrifice everything for me. My mom and dad, you know, they're 40, 50,000 miles over their car. You know, they're <laughs> buying Gatorades at every gas station, getting the gum. Everything I need, basically, they're providing, you know, no matter the money, the time to drive, everything. Practices at 9 o'clock at night, early mornings, you know, they're there, they're for it, and they love it. So I'm truly blessed to have an amazing set of parents, and I just want to thank them for everything that they've done. Hopefully one day I, I could repay them for all their hard work. So that's probably my main goal. Very nice. Awesome. Right, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go off script before we go rapid fire, because you were just mentioned again, Coach Hanson and stuff like that with the football program and Rob Neely saying that's a great program that prep runs, and you know we like to break some stories sometimes, and you know we want to get into the scoop with the Twitter scoops and stuff, but and, and, and you know we don't want to give you all easy questions, but would you say there's any chance? Would you ever go and say? Maybe senior year, I'm going to do football again? Or you're just, you're committed and saying I'm, it's baseball and that's it? Uh, so I, I joke around with my friends all the time. It's like, you know, if I if I commit over this summer, guys, I'm coming back and I'll win us a state championship. That's the joke, <laughs> joke we have. But I don't know. You know, there's a lot of talent on that team. So everyone's competing for a spot. You know, there's so many upcoming guys. So everyone is so talented. It would just be crazy to come back and play but i wish them the best you know i'm rooting for them at home hey, you, you never cool. know you never know you didn't say no <laughs> you didn't say no that's all i'm gonna hey, say that would be a dream scenario that's yeah, a dream absolutely scenario. uh we'll be back next fall with breaking news that, exactly amira gallo saying hope all your dreams come true rj oh nice i appreciate that thank you 
So, RJ, we like to do a little, um, what we call a little rapid fire round. They're a little more like fun questions. And uh, so, Kurt's going to start you off with this one. Okay. So, your godfather, Jerry Petiri, good friend of mine growing up from Garfield, New Jersey. He was um, a pretty impressive athlete back in his day. When I say back in his day, not long ago because we're not old. He's not old. I mean, you know, very impressive athlete. And you know what? He even pitched a little here and there on some levels. So what is the chance right now he gets on the mound, you get up, and what's the chance he strikes you out right now? Ooh, I don't know. Um I always like to bet myself, you know, if the if the odds are stacked against me, I love it. So I always put my chips in my corner. And if you want to bet for me, you know, I'll make you happy. And if you bet against me, I'll make you pretty upset. There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> good answer. Very good answer. I like it. Okay, RJ, you can have one song on repeat. It's game day. What are you listening to? Ooh, that is a good question. Um... <laughs> It would either have to be a something rap song. It would have to be a rap song. There's so many to choose from. Oh, man. Uh, I think a little baby song, probably. That would get me right. Okay. All right, good. That would get me ready for a game. All right, so you're from Hoboken, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we asked Coach Valdez, and you know what? This is becoming my favorite question. We went from um, like a little one one quick food question to now it's like a three part. So I'm going to ask you the same question. I asked coach Valdez. We go to Hoboken. I want the best place to go get pizza. Where is it? I would have to agree with coach Valdez. I think Benny's would probably be up there. I think uh, Giovanni's is good. Also on Washington street. I think those two would probably be my top tier choices. Okay. How about if we want a sandwich? Fiori's, no other place. <laughs> that's the that's the consensus. That's the consent. And coach didn't coach gave us great answers all night, but yeah. he didn't give us the good dessert. He, he his answer Carlos, was yeah. he his answer was he doesn't like dessert. But he said Carlo. He did Fiori. say Carlo. <laughs> we know we're gonna get we're gonna pick up Coach Valdez and take him for dessert when we find him. <laughs> but give me a dessert place. I want either. Uh, you know what I want? I'm a big crumb cake guy. I want some crumb cake. Where am I going? I'm kind of like Coach Valdez. I'm not big into sweets what, either. Nobody in Hoboken eats sweets? What's going on? <laughs> Come on. You know, I'm trying to put on some weight, so I need all the meals I can get. There you go. <laughs> uh, a couple other comments. We're getting a, a Delfino's. We're getting a Fiori's. And uh, Rob Neely saying the kid's smart. <laughs> um, Rob Neely saying B&W. That's in Hackensack. That ain't in Hoboken. <laughs> All right, my last uh, rapid-fire question for you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's we not your last. To go. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the last meme or emoji that you sent to somebody in your family? It would be the laughing emoji in the group chat with my dad and my brother because <laughs> a meme was sent, a sports meme, obviously. So, nice. yeah, that, that would be the last emoji. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk a little professional sports, all right? You're a baseball fan of who? Uh, the New York Yankees. All right, so I got to write this down because I got some questions for you. Okay, football. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I can talk <laughs> to you for two hours about something. And and how about basketball? I like to watch the Knicks, hometown kids. So. Okay, because nice. if you were going to say Nets, accidentally we were ending this interview quickly. <laughs> but all right, so I got a couple questions for you now. Be honest. Garrett Cole, 
Jacob DeGrom, who's the better pitcher? DeGrom. Ooh, okay. Better infielder, Glaber Torres or Francisco Lindor now? Lindor. He's honest. You sure you're a Yankee fan? <laughs> okay. And Again, you can be a fan and be honest. <laughs> um, all right. If you could take one or the other, you could take Pete Alonzo or Aaron Judge. Who are you taking? Uh, Judge. There all right. we go. And There's real quick. <laughs> Do the Yankees win the whole thing this year? I'd hope so. It'd be awesome to see if they did. Okay, well, now we're going to get to football. <laughs> Are you going to pay Dak Prescott 35 to $40 million a year? Uh, no, I would not. That's a little over his asking price. You can come on our show any time <laughs> of the week because I am always into that. Always. Um, What's your thoughts on the Cowboys, though, overall? Um, I think they're going to be good this year. If they stay healthy, I think they'll compete for the NFC East championship. So they just got to stay healthy and play well. Okay. And New York, if you could have, my Nick question is, if you could have one player, like we don't we don't talk about KD and Kyrie. They're, they're like, that's poison in this house. They're, they're dead to us. They're, yeah, they're dead to us. <laughs> So if you could get one player, we have R.J. Barrett going forward, you know, Emmanuel quickly. Um, we're going to have draft picks coming up. But if there's one younger player in the next three to five years that you would want on the Knicks, who would it be? I think it would be – well, I'm a huge LeBron fan, so obviously I want to say LeBron. But he's not leaving L.A. So I think I would have to say – like a Devin Booker type player. Oh, I would love Devin Booker. Yeah. That kid's a star. Trade it off. Yeah. Leon Rose is his agent. Just remember that. <laughs> Are you? I'll follow up with the next question. How are you liking Tibbs as the coach? I think he's producing a great culture for the young guys and bringing in Derrick Rose again was such a smart move for him. Derrick Rose always played well for him. So it's turning out to be a pretty good season for them. So huge step forward. Uh, and our and our my co-host Kenny on Wednesday is saying RJ, please listen on Wednesday because Kurt mentions Dak every week. I, I do. I it's like well, it's funny. Cause I was, and I Coach was... Breslin saying, but I'm a diehard Bronco fan, RJ, and he just comments, "Tell Kurt Dak is signing with Denver." That would be my <laughs> biggest nightmare ever. I would still buy the jersey, RJ, because <laughs> it's always about the jersey. It would be so hard putting that thing on though. I have to tell you, oh, before that, Kenny commented that, I was going to say the Dak Prescott comment usually comes up in our household daily. Oh, daily. <laughs> it's daily. not just on the, the Wednesday show. So, But uh, you answered it perfectly. You that did. was good. <laughs> All right, RJ, our last rapid-fire question. This one's an easy one. Under Armour, Under Armour, Nike, or Adidas, which do you prefer? I would have to go with the Under Armour baseball attire. Nice. Very nice. All right. Oh, we got another question. Kenny's asking, what's your thoughts on Randall, Julius Randall? By the way, all-star, confirmed all-star. What's your yes. thoughts on him? Well-deserved all-star, huge improvement. I think he's a key asset. This kid knows his sports, yeah. man. He knows his sports. <laughs> he, I, thought, I could have sworn I thought he was going to go, I'm a Brook. I was like, oh, I thought <laughs> gonna we were going to do it. It was going to be a tough follow-up if we had to ask some Nets questions. Yeah. So I got, I just got a question. I got a question off the, the cusp. Like, obviously, you play in a, a powerhouse program, but you also, you know, you're playing on high-level club travel team, whatever you want to call it. How would you compare, like, the crowds um, 
like, you know, again, like I know you're saying you did, this is really going to be your first varsity, but how would you consider, like, how would you compare um, your summer crowds when you're in these big tournaments and stuff to maybe what you've seen so far at prep? Yeah, so it's a lot different. I think a high school crowd is a lot more energetic. Um, there's more student body, you know, you know, a lot more people. So it's loud. High school, uh, that would be for high school tournaments. It's kind of more laid down. Uh, there's still a lot of people, a lot of scouts watching. So I think it's a lot more amped up in a tournament, but high school is a fun environment to play in. Nice. Okay. RJ, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on, and uh, I know we will definitely be oh, following absolutely. up with you. We'd love to have you back in the uh, in the spring when your season is officially underway. And I would love to have video live of Mr. Petiri pitching to him, and yeah. let's put that challenge out there and get it out live. I mean, how great would that be? That would be. That would be good. You know, just listen, don't strike out because my money's on you. Don't strike out. <laughs> I won't let you down. I promise. Uh, Bill Wright is asking, would you be able to strike your dad out? What do you oh, think on that question? I think we lost the audio again. Oh, we lost we his think, audio? Yeah. Oh, yep. Did we lose his audio? I think so. We're getting a Jennifer Panico saying, great interview, RJ. Oh, nice. So we lost his audio. I think so, yeah. Can I you think he, Oh, there he is. There he is. He's I don't think he wanted to answer that question. <laughs> I think that's what it was. So the question from Bill Wright is, would you be able to strike your dad out? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> I thought you muted it because you didn't want to say that live and put it out on the air. At first, I was a little scared to answer, but I got to trust my arm. There, there you, go. you go. Very nice. RJ, seriously, thank you. It was a great interview. Anytime you want to talk regular sports, we're on Wednesdays. But like Jen said, we want to uh, obviously follow up with you later on in the year. Um, yep, we'll see how you're doing. Absolutely. Good luck Thank to you, you so much. Good luck. Appreciate thank you, much. RJ. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Nice to have... Uh high school athlete on. That Absolutely. Was great. Again? Love. Oh, uh, Jerry's saying his dad was drafted by the Indians. Oh, get out. Oh, <laughs> are you sure he wants to answer? We didn't have that information. Well, I want to thank Jerry for uh, uh, reaching, you know, yeah, reaching out and, and setting that. it up yeah, for an definitely. awesome interview by RJ. Such, you know his what? sports knowledge is nuts. He's 16 also, years old. You know, just... like, like somebody in the comments said, and you can get this sense from him, just a, a well-spoken, mature oh, yeah. student athlete. So um, nice to see, again, his love of the game, his commitment to the game. Yes. Hope nothing but good things for him, for sure. And, you know, I love, too, like how, you know, like with his teammates and stuff, how he was, like, saying, like, you know, his yep. brothers and stuff like that. Yep, you know, like that's example. what it's all about. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Barbara Velez Tazlin is saying, great job, RJ. Uh, both interviews. How about this? Both people tonight were from Hoboken. I know. Crazy. What's the odds yeah. of that happening? Un un uncanny, yeah. You know? I would have expected it. I want to thank Bobby Blackjack for reaching for out. And uh, again, Coach Valdez. Coach Valdez. Yep. And again, I want to thank so Jerry. So a reminder to anyone who, uh, we, yeah. you know, we say it each week. I think I neglected to say it at the beginning. But please, uh, you know, if there's a sports program or an athlete, we would love to uh, definitely love to feature them. Our, our goal is to get exposure to as many programs and uh, players as possible. So want to do some of our picks Absolutely. Right now? All right. So <clears throat> we're actually – Gonna highlight five girls basketball games of programs that we've covered so you far. You know what I love? We're getting more comments, Jen, and and this is awesome. Now we're getting a little 
um, Marie uh, Verino saying, next time, ask who is better on the core basketball court, RJ or Jerry. I love this. A little family battles. <laughs> absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, stream it live. Yeah. Let's go. I think we might have some video coming on both of those. Yeah. Online, hey, so, and that'd be live awesome. on we'll, location. We'll, we'll, we'll air it for sure. Um, all right. So our first pick is uh, we featured the Lodi girls basketball team. Uh, they're yet to garner their first win, but they will be at Garfield on uh, the 24th, which is tomorrow. So um, I am going to – I think Lodi is going to notch their first win. I'm pulling for them. Maybe I'm playing with my heart a little bit, but we feature them on the program. I'm going to go with Lodi for their first win on this one. Um, What do I want to do? What do I want to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with you. No, oh, all right. I think Coach Romeo is going to get the little mini upset in Garfield. Yeah. All right, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a, a you know a well contested battle. Absolutely. The uh, our next game that we're going to feature our pick on is Mount Saint Dominic, who we had on our program, off to a six and three start, and they will be hosting Nork Tech. As I mentioned, Mount Saint Dominic on a little bit of a hiatus due to some COVID issues, but they will return hopefully for this game on March second, which is their senior night. Um, they did meet earlier in the season. Mount St. Dominic was victorious at North Tech. It was close. Um, but I think senior night, coming off that shutdown, having this maybe be your last game, I'm going with the Mount again to, to beat North Tech. I don't like this because we're two for two. I'm going with the <laughs> Mount also. Happens. Kenny's going Lodi. Um, I'm going to go with the Mount, so we both go with the Mount. All right, got it, got it. All right, our next feature is uh, we had Coach H on from Saddlebrook. And as I said, he's kind of got that team on an uptick, uh, winning three straight. Tomorrow they play, they host Elmwood Park, who is nine and three. Um, you know what? Uh, records, they're in the same conference. They play a lot of similar competition. Um, I just have a lot of confidence in in Coach H. I don't know, you know, Elmwood Park as well, but I'm I'm going with Saddlebrook. On well, this one. What did Saddlebrook start record as? One and two. One and two. Mm-hmm. What did Duke start as? I don't know exactly. Out, but they were right? five out, and eight. Out, yeah. right? And five and eight with you know prior to uh, what was that, Jalen? What did Coach maybe? K do? Uh, he turned them around. What did H do? <laughs> He's turned them around. I believe in H. I might get that shirt going. Coach Breslin, we need eight. I believe, I believe in, in H shirts. I believe I'm in going H. Coach H. <laughs> All right. So we're three for three right now combining. Yeah, I don't like this either. All righty. Next, we have our Montville girls basketball team. Um, they're six and four. They are going to host Morris Catholic, who is seven and oh. This is another tough matchup for the Mustangs of Montville. They've lost, of their four losses, it's been two to Pope John, two to Sparta. It's a tough division. Mars Catholic is a really, really good team. Um, I got to pick against the Montville Mustangs on this one. It kills me. It's where my heart is. I coached there for 15 years. I love, uh, I loved having them on. They were great kids. I just, I think Mars Catholic has a really strong, uh, Strong team this year. So you're going with I'm MC. Going MC. Good. Because you're going Montville. I'm going Montville. Finally, I got the different. Bella Twins. <laughs> the Vito Twins. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the Bella Vita. She just, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. uh, she got the thousand. Was she the one with the thousand? Yep, part? she, yep. Okay, mm -hmm. the Bella Twins. I'm, I'm thinking Bella <laughs> with Bella. Thinking of, uh, Bella. Kenny's going Elmer Park, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wrestling. I'm going with the the Twins. I'm taking Montville. Okay. Um, I just think they're more tested. Bigger games, and uh, I think very close game. Kenny's with you, with Morris Catholic. I will go 
with Montville in this one. All right, got it. And our last pick for the week is five and five West Essex at two and five Nutley. This is a rematch. West Essex did win big, and um, I am I'm going with the Knights again. I'm picking West Essex to win this one. Yeah, I, I you know we'll have one start of uh well the one difference. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm gonna go with West Essex also. Uh, they sweep the board with Nutley this year, and um, they get another victory. So I will sweep this board. I will be 5-0 and oh to start my pick segment, and we will go from there. But right, um, awesome show this week. Again, if anyone else wants to, uh, you know, we, we've reached, we're, get, we're having getting a packed schedule for the next couple we of weeks. Are. We've reached that with the spring season right around the corner. We're going to have some previews of some, some spring sports teams on the horizon. So we've reached out to a bunch of different coaches. We're filling up those, those March Tuesdays. But like I said, you know, we'll – We'd love to highlight programs, athletes, coaches, you know, whatever. Absolutely. We want to, uh, again, get get that exposure out there. For, I want to thank them. Coach Valdez, RJ Fiore, yeah. for uh, two great interviews tonight. And um, that's it. See thank you, you very much. Week. Thank you. Great Good show. Time. See you guys next Tuesday. Tomorrow, you guys want to talk sports? K&K &K Sports Show, 8 o'clock. <laughs> See you guys next week. Thanks for watching.